Gosh Pods, pediatric educational podcast series from Great Ormond Street Hospital. Gosh Pods are brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Welcome everybody to another episode of Gosh Pods and specifically the series regarding SDR. Um, today is a very exciting episode because we have a lovely lady called Isha on the show with us to talk about her experience of SDR. Welcome Isha. Hi, I'm Isha and I had SDR when I was 10, so in 2014. And I'm in year 13, well I just finished, so I'll hopefully be going to medical school soon. We'll see. Very exciting, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast um, and loaning us your experience. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So can I just start us off then by asking, when and where did you first hear about SDR? So I heard about SDR, I think just before my 10th birthday. So when I was around in year five, um, I heard about it from my mum. She actually found out about it through a Facebook group, I'm pretty sure. Um, a woman that she used to work with or she knew heard about it and she told her Um, and so my mum did a bit more research and then she reached out to some doctors I think like my pediatrician or something and yeah we had a me and my mum had a chat about it and we had a chat about it with like pediatricians and stuff and my physiotherapist at the time yeah took it from there was it mainly from those health professionals that you and your mum sort of got the information from yeah so my mum kind of not a lot of people had actually heard about it like the mm. pediatrician we went to didn't even hadn't even heard about it but after she did a bit of research and stuff then like then they were able to help a bit more but my physiotherapist at the time was probably the most helpful she did the most research and she actually had an idea about what it was about so she sort of helped you look into it a bit more yeah was there a particular um, moment or a particular thing that made you and your mum decide that yeah we're gonna go for it we're gonna get the SDR like for my mom, it was just um, the fact that it would improve the quality of life, my quality yeah. of life, um, because obviously like cerebral palsy is a lifelong condition. And so any way to manage it is great, basically. And then for me, I'm, I mean, I trust my mom. And so she <laughs> spoke to me about it and she showed me a few videos and stuff of other people that have had had it. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, I think I should go for it if it's going to help, because I was also I was starting secondary school and secondary school. Like starting it is like really nerve-wracking so mm. anything to help with managing my condition I was up for it's quite it's quite difficult going into that secondary school period isn't it yeah what were you sort of expecting from the SDR as like an outcome I mean when I was speaking to my mum she said that for everyone it's different so I did watch a few videos and stuff about like people talking about their journey and like uh, the rehabilitation and stuff I try not to go in with too many big expectations because it's different for everyone but I think like one thing that I really wanted out of the SDR was to not have to wear splints after it and so I kind of went in with like okay hopefully after this in the future I won't have to wear splints but I went in knowing that it was going to be a lot of hard work a lot of rehabilitation and stuff and Having gone through that whole process now and obviously come out of the other end of the tunnel, how do you feel about it? And did you get that outcome of of avoiding the splints? So I did get the outcome I wanted. It took, I think, I think it took about three years. It was a gradual process. You know, patience is a virtue. And (laughs) I was so, I was so happy when they said, okay, well, 
will give you insoles instead. And I love my insoles. Like I won't go anywhere without them. So yes, I did get the outcome I wanted. Um, Brilliant. But after like having it, and it's been obviously, I think it's, I'm 17 now. So it's been about like seven, seven, I'll be 18, so seven, eight years. I think that SDR just has like such a big impact it doesn't just stop after like the two years or like three years it constantly has an impact on you if you keep up with the rehab and you keep up with your exercises it always have like a positive impact I feel like yeah and you see it in like every everyday life Uh, can I just ask in what ways is it like particular activities you're doing or things that you can wear or anything like that it's a lot of things but to start off with I think when I was in school when we used to have to do things like PE like yeah. initially in year seven I was a bit more like apprehensive I just had the surgery so I didn't participate mm. too much but then by the time we reached um like year nine um I was playing netball with the girls in my class and we were doing swimming which was something I was not comfortable with doing like before the SDR what did we do we did like handball we did circuit training and in circuit training for my um like uh, physio exercises I have had to do wall squats we were practicing wall squats at home and then in the circuit training I was able to do the wall squat and all the other girls were struggling so it made me feel really good about myself oh my gosh so you were ahead <laughs> of the game exactly and I was like wow all this physio is paying off that's yeah, amazing so, so just things like that um and then like even now um like being able to go out with my friends and things like that I think it's like just those little things that make the big yeah. difference what information did you need to kind of feel prepared for the surgery and then the rehabilitation and was there kind of anyone that guided you on on that so my mom was my main kind of point of getting the information I used to get all the information from her but I did also I did watch a few YouTube videos at the time I feel like a lot of the information on the internet was very clinical like it was Mm. mainly like towards like parents or like healthcare professionals it wasn't really tailored towards like a 10 year old trying to like find information but YouTube videos of other people's journeys were nice to watch because you could see like the before and the after and it kind of made you feel like a bit and you could see like how intense the rehabilitation is after which I feel like you need to see because it is honestly it's a bit of a shock to the system otherwise. Exactly and a few people have said that I, I was just going to ask was there anything that you wish you had known prior to having the SDR Perhaps that is one of them. But if there's anything else that comes to mind. I think that I felt prepared. Like I feel like the health, like the physios were great. The surgeon was great. My mum was great at preparing me. I d- yeah. The honest truth is not, no, everyone will say like how to be prepared and um, what to expect. But unless you actually do it, you're never really going to know. Exactly. So like yeah. nothing can fully prepare you. I think that. What was like a bit shocking for me was like my emotions were all over the place after. Mm. I was told that they would be all over the place, but that's something that kind of surprised me. Like I just felt like my emotions were just like all absolutely all over the place. I can totally understand that, but I'm not sure if you would remember, but do you remember was how did you sort of cope with that? Was it just, you know, other people or, you know, did you sort of have a word with yourself (laughs) I mean honestly I'd whenever I'm upset like I still go to my mum when I'm upset everyone does I do (laughs) yeah my mum would my mum would come for me I think it was just out of like frustration like I I think I was pretty good at like managing everything my mum said like I was really really good and even the physios like gosh like 
you know you're really really good um oh. but I think it's uh it was out of like frustration like I do remember like trying to ride a bike so I've I've never really been able to ride a bike I don't really like like sports and stuff anyway so I was like oh, yeah fine. but um it's obviously really really good for like um exercise and rehabilitation and stuff so my yeah. mom was like well why don't you just try and then like it could be a good way to do like exercise especially because I had the surgery in the summer I just got really really frustrated because I couldn't pedal the bike and then I started crying so I think oh. it was mainly just out of frustration that frustration of not being able to do it wanting to do it and also knowing you have to do it <laughs> yes all of those things was there anything that could have helped you prepare more emotionally for that um I know that some people have said that perhaps some kind of psychology or family support worker input input or obviously you were um a bit older than maybe some other children but play specialists often get involved did you feel like you could have maybe been helped by any of those yeah I mean a family support worker or just someone external because I feel like obviously parents are great the other healthcare professionals are great but sometimes it's nice to have that one other person um that doesn't really know you that you can that you can talk to about um how you're like how you're feeling before the surgery and then they can kind of explain to you what you might feel like what kind of challenges other than what you've already mentioned did you kind of experience during the process and how do you think you can kind of address those so for me like in the like decision making process I think one thing that I was like a bit like apprehensive a bit upset about was missing school I know yeah. it sounds what well, I mean what child would want to go to school anyway but <laughs> I was like oh no, I'm gonna miss so much of you know year six my last day in primary school and it felt like such a big challenge for me I was like no but I'm gonna miss it but I, I got over it because I didn't miss my <laughs> pajama day and I was like yeah that's that wasn't really the main thing I just wanted yeah. to go to the pajama day um <laughs> but and also I think after the SDR I think one of the challenges was like starting secondary school and then like because after the surgery you're kind of worse off than you were before initially in primary school I never used to use my wheelchair I only used to use it during trips yeah but then in secondary school I had to use my wheelchair and there was kind of that like barrier of like well, I never used to use it that much and now I have to use it. The big, like the big jump, like from different school and then the big jump from using a different walking aid. And then also, obviously I used to do physio before, but then having to do so much of it after, it did feel like a bit of a task initially and then you get used to it, but it just felt a bit overwhelming. Did you have friends that you could sort of open up to about it and talk to? Um, obviously, they may not really understand what's going on, but they may wonder, oh, I wonder why, you know, you're in a wheelchair. I wonder why, you know, you can't come to this trip or these yeah. activities. I, I had really, really good classmates, like in primary school and in secondary school. Um, yeah. They knew why I had the surgery and things like that. And like, I even had a friend... Um, talk to someone like someone was like oh well why are you in a wheelchair she's like she just had surgery she just had spinal <laughs> surgery <laughs> like honestly I did have like really really nice friends I think one of the struggles like I've always faced is having someone that kind of understands what it's like to um, have a disability and like the effects of it because it's like day-to-day -day life that it affects but yeah. I eventually did find a friend who doesn't really understand she doesn't understand because she doesn't have a disability but someone that I can really really open up to 
I think yeah. it's nice to find that person. But at the time, I didn't really talk to my friends about it a lot. My mom was my main. So physiotherapists make great friends as well. They are. They re- they do really <laughs> incredible work, and you know, Honestly. not just on the physio level. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My private physio at the time, I used to talk to her about my school day and everything and like the little achievements I had. It's, they make great friends. Oh, that's so nice. And I'm sure they loved seeing how you progressed as well. What advice would you give to any other young people or families um, or even clinicians like doctors and physios who are considering SDR? Uh, I think, you know what, there's so I have so many ideas swirling in my head right now but I think that one of the the main things is um like it's okay to like get frustrated and it's okay to be like sad because obviously no one like as a young person no one really understands um how it feels but it's okay to be like frustrated because it's normal you've just had like this massive surgery and for me like I'd never stayed in a hospital before I'd never had surgery before so if you're like me then it's okay to be upset but it's important to talk to someone about how you're feeling so obviously I'm like a proper mummy's girl so I always used to talk to my mum but if you want to talk to like um like even like the physios when you go for your exercise and you go for your rehab like they're really really nice but like I don't know about any other hospital but gosh my physios were lovely and also um for this is like for parents clinicians and young people like it's okay to have like little goals after I find that it really helps like even now I'll set myself a goal so recently like not recently but about two years ago I really wanted to start wearing like boots with a bit of like heel on them because I'm really short I'm like barely (laughs) five foot so I was like that's okay I'm I'm very short too it's like good things come in small packages (laughs) exactly and I was like well, I want to be like a bit tall, especially when I go to sixth form. So like I started, um, my private physio started helping me like with balance exercises and things. Be like now I've got these really, really nice leather river island boots that make me like tall. And I yeah. feel amazing. Even after the initial, like, I think it's like two years where you have like your regular checkups and stuff. Like it keeps setting goals like for yourself or like parents encourage your children to have goals because it's honestly like so helpful. Like having those little things to look forward to yeah it's it's like mine and my splints before surgery I was like I don't want to have to wear splints after because I absolutely hate them three years later I got to the insoles and I was like yes I've made it (laughs) I bet that was a very happy day (laughs) oh god I was after I came out of the orthotics I was so happy I think yeah. that anyone with um, that has to wear splints can relate. They're honest, they're just horrible. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, is there anything else you wanted to add about the process or what, what we've talked about today? I think that just, it's honestly an amazing opportunity if you meet the criteria and stuff. So if you do have the chance to get the surgery, I think that you should go for it. Um, but just remember that it's going to be a lot of hard work after. Don't go like, don't go into surgery thinking that after you're going to be like all fine because it's so much work, so much frustration. It's really overwhelming, yeah. but it's worth it in the end. And also, just um, like a thank you to Gosh because the abs, the team that I had were amazing. And, oh, um, that's so good to hear. Stuff, I still remember my favorite nurse's name, Bridget. Oh. Shout out to Bridget. You've done some fantastic work. (laughs) If you're listening, Bridget. (laughs) 
Oh, fab. Well, that's brilliant. I think that's really helpful advice. And I'm so glad that you had a positive experience at GOSH Thanks. and with the procedure. Um, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> I think this has been one of the most important episodes. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to Gosh Pods. If you would like more information on courses and educational opportunities offered by Gosh Learning Academy, please visit the website at www.gosh.nhs.uk and search Learning Academy or follow us on Twitter at Gosh Learn Acad.